Ladies and gentlemen, please notice that exits are conveniently located at the front and rear of this auditorium. When leaving the theater, we suggest that the exit at the front of the auditorium will allow you easier access to the parking areas. Thank you. Season five begins. Nice. The season of the audience this is going to be a good one. Oh, this is not yeah. a forgotten gem. Today we are doing Mike Field's favorite movie. No, that's incorrect. How do you let some guy talk to you like that? That's yeah. You never once did I smile. Never once did I laugh. While I watched this movie with a, my mouth agape, I could actually feel my soul leave my body. Hello, I'm Mike Field. And I'm Mike Butler. And you're listening to the Forgotten Cinema Podcast. As you may know already, each episode we highlight a film that, for a variety of reasons, was forgotten by audiences. Whether it's because a more popular movie was released at the same time, or the movie simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. But this season, we're not picking the movies. You, the audience, have selected our films. We're going to discuss what we love, like, or maybe not like about your movie, but we thank you for sharing your passion for the film. And as always, we recommend that everyone revisits the movie we're talking about this week. You never know, you could discover your own forgotten gem. See what I did there? If you enjoy our podcast, please let everyone know by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Well done, sir. Thank you. I thank you. It's almost as if I wrote it. Because <laughs> 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 I did. Uh, cool. Yeah. Oh, I, I clicked. So I apologize. That's fine. I'll edit it out. Hang on. All right. So this week, <laughs> we are going to be doing, we're going to 1996, where we are doing the comic book adaptation, act, right? Comic book at yeah. action, suspense, thriller, The comedy. Phantom, which is a comedy. We're doing The Phantom. This was suggested to us by our good friend John Amenta from Pino Comics. Mm -hmm. They yep. are on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all over the place. We uh, guested on their, on two of their episodes, uh, their Pina Comics Invitational, right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, we each had to pick a movie and we, we, we both did our own episodes. We were on Forgotten other. February, man. We were. We were part of Forgotten February, which we're pretty proud of. And I actually leveraged that for the whole entire month next month that we will just, we're all, I mean, and he said it, yes. Yeah, so I'm holding him to it right now on the air, <laughs> even though we're not on the air. This is, <laughs> this is, this is real now. This is it. Yeah. This, once I have said it, it's a verbal count. Once I've said it, you have all heard it. It, and now you know that that you should expect that next February. And if you don't, you know, we'll direct your anger towards Pina Comics and John Amenta. But anyways, <laughs> so he he suggested this movie. And we, of course, we wanted to do it. We, we, it's one of obviously we chose it. Mm -hmm. um, I guess before we get into the synopsis, we should probably just hopefully hear what John, why John wanted to pick it. So we have a little uh, we'll have a little recording of John and he's going to tell us why he chose this movie for us to do. Take it away, John. Hey, this is John from the podcast Pino Comics, and the mics asked me to pick a movie for an episode of Forgotten Cinema, season five. I picked 1996's The Phantom. First of all, why did I pick The Phantom? Well, I love this movie. <laughs> it's a comic book movie, a comic strip in particular. It also is... It's, it's a type of movie they just don't make anymore. It's an action adventure, jet setting, globe trotting, period piece, very cool movie. Why do I think it's forgotten? Pretty much almost all those reasons as well, because it just, it came out in a time when comic book films were not what they are today. Comic book movies in the 90s, you know, you had the strength of the Superman film, early Superman films in the early 80s, Batman in 89, and then again in 92. But really, there wasn't a lot going on in that genre that was considered quality. You had things like The Shadow, and you had, you know, um, Steel with Shaquille O'Neal, stuff like that. It, it was few and far between, and I think audiences just didn't care. You didn't get back into at least the start of, I guess, the next comic book movie renaissance until Blade and then the X-Men franchise took over. So I think this is forgotten. I mean, it's also forgotten because it's not a large cast. It didn't do well in the box office as far as I remember. I'm pretty sure it was uh, it was either a bomb or very middling. You know, Billy Zane is the star. How many movies with Billy Zane as the lead, you know, are not forgotten? But that being said, Everybody in this movie is good. Billy Zane, uh, who often plays a villain, he has the looks, you know, of a uh, of a great leading man. And uh, Treat Williams plays an awesome villain. 
and uh, and it's your first look at a young Catherine Zeta Jones. So yeah, this was forgotten. Didn't deserve to be. Enjoy the episode. Keep listening to Forgotten Cinema and check us out. Pine and Comics and uh, episodes weekly. All right. Thank you guys for putting this on and uh, enjoy it. And guys, check this. You know, if you're listening to this, check this movie out. It's worth it. Good stuff. Oh, man. Really? Wow. I did not know that. Enlightening. It it was very enlightening and very enlightening. Changed my perspective of the movie. It really did. (laughs) All right, Mike. So uh, why don't you let everybody know what the actual Phantom is about, and then we'll get into the nuts and bolts of it. All right. So I'm going to take a page from your book and read this off of IMDb. Woo! Uh, It's actually not a bad synopsis. That's why. Uh, This is by... I know you don't give shout outs, but I'm going to give a shout out to Kenneth Chisholm because why, why uh, you got from under the bus. He he wrote this plot and I enjoyed it. So that name it. sounds familiar. And I think he's wrote, he's written other ones, too. Nice. So he might be a professional IMDb prof, uh, synopsis writer. Well, he's actually good at it. Unlike some of the IMDb <laughs> ones. I've read. <laughs> 400 years ago, a young boy witnessed his father's death during an attack on their ship by the bloodthirsty Sang Brotherhood. He was washed ashore on Bengali Island, where he swore to devote his life to bring down piracy, greed, cruelty and injustice. He became the Phantom, a masked Avenger whose role was passed down from father to son, leading people to believe in an immortal figure called the Ghost Who Walks. I don't know the rest. The 21st century successor to the role of Bengali's resident superhero must travel to New York City to prevent a power-hungry businessman from obtaining three magic skulls that would give him the secret to ultimate power. Nice. I like it. So the Phantom is 100 minutes long. It's rated PG, which I did not know. Had a production budget of $45 million. It was released on Friday, June 7th, 1996. It's opening week, and it did, yes, do you know? I do know. I have it right. written down. I'll do it. I'll, I, thought, <laughs> I was thinking, hoping you didn't know it. $5 million. <laughs> I could write down some notes. I just know you like the... No, it. no, it's fine. I mix and match. It's fine. So it did $5 million opening weekend. Domestic and worldwide were both the same, so I guess it wasn't released internationally. Which is surprising, because apparently the comic is actually very popular. Well, it only did $17 million domestically, so maybe that's why they... They decided not to. Yeah, I don't see. Just try it out. Right, right. It <laughs> obviously point. was not a success. He, seeing the fact that they had already, they had designed this to be the first of two, first of three. Mm-hmm. And because this movie did not do well, they just, they uh, shit can the other two sequels. Oh, why didn't it do well? I don't know. I think I know. <laughs> so it came out on the, like I said, June 7th, the same date as The Rock, starring Ed Harris and Sean Carner, which I, I I kind of like. I love The Rock. I'm I'm cool with that. That's one of the only Michael Bay movies that I really, really dig. I also like Armageddon, but I understand why people don't like Armageddon. There's, Armageddon just it gets long. The Rock is The Rock is tough to not like. Yeah. The yeah. Rock has a lot to like about it. <laughs> you like you like Elton John? I don't like soft ass shit. I only say it because it's you. You're the Rocket Man. <laughs> Good Sorry. speed. Or when he takes when the guy takes the when he has the grenades and he's like three, two, one, go, and he throws them. <laughs> Uh, what are we doing is, again? The Phantom? This is the rock podcast now. No, we're done. We're done. It's not forgotten. Yeah, but we're talking about the rock. Uh, Vaporized in the thin air. <laughs> Honey, right. you want to know who killed Kennedy? <laughs> so now you know why the Phantom didn't do business on the 7th because everyone was watching the rock like we were. <laughs> uh, the week before the 31st of May, you had Dragonheart, another Sean Connery. Right? He was the dragon in that, right? He was the dragon. That's actually good competition against the Phantom because that's like a fantasy action kids oriented. Mm-hmm. Who was the guy? Who was that? Was it Dennis, Dennis Quaid? Quaid? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I like Dragonheart quite a bit too. Okay. Well, it was also up against Eddie and The Arrival. The Arrival has Charlie Sheen. The Arrival has a couple <laughs> lines where you're like, when he's like, "Oh, I just feel like a can of smashed assholes." It's like what? And then when when they're on the um, tower, when they're at the end of the movie, when they're on the uh, the this, the dish, and his friend that was his friend is actually one of the monsters, and he's like, "You tell him, and you tell your other friends, and I'll tell you." It just has a stupid. Like at the end of the thing, it's, it's just, just a bad movie. It's it's well, it wasn't that bad because it made it had sequels. The Arrival had sequels. I believe it has a second one. Yeah, direct to DVD. Yeah, we're not talking about the Arrival that kid. No, that was called Arrival. Oh, Arrival, yeah, the this one with the uh, yeah, that that's <laughs> the one that came out a couple of years ago, directed by Villanueva. Yeah, and uh, starring Amy Adams, which is really good. But we are talking about the Charlie Sheen the Arrival. What's funny is when I was younger, I had really wanted to see both Dragonheart and the Arrival, but we could only see one, so we saw Dragonheart. Okay, and then when the Arrival finally came out. I was like, oh, yeah, an alien movie. Yeah, yeah. What did I watch? No, it's, it's not good. <laughs> not, Ron like, Silver's no, in on. that, too. Uh, so bad. All right. So that was the 31st of May before the week of the Phantom. We already told you The Rock came up against the Phantom and obviously destroyed it. Uh, the week after, you had The Cable Guy and Mall Flanders. Well, The Cable Guy was the big one. I don't like The Cable Guy. You should. 
you should try to watch it again. Maybe. It's tough because the cable guy was so against what other stuff, the kind of other stuff that Carrie did. It was a much it, darker. It, right. Comedy. Right. Um, but it's, it's, it's pretty good. I think. Uh, and then you had the 21st, you had the hunchback of Notre Dame, the uh, animated movie eraser, the Schwarzenegger Ooh. film. Eraser was bad. Correct. And Lone Star. I put Lone Star in there. Cause I know I want to do Lone Star for us at some point. Which one's Lone Star again? Lone Star is the one with Matthew McConaughey. And Chris Cooper and McConaughey is a sheriff. They're both sheriffs. And Chris Cooper's was McConaughey's dad. Okay. I've never seen it, but I remember uh, you yeah, mentioned it on a previous episode. There's two different storylines. Like when they're both, like he's obviously Cooper's passed away. And then you find out like his, his story and McConaughey's story are going hand in hand kind of thing. So that's cool. It's good. I like it. I think it was Chris Cooper. Um, yeah. We'll find out when we do the episode. It might not be Chris Cooper. It might be somebody else. Season six. I'm calling it now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So back to the Phantom directed by Simon Winsor. He's done a lot of TV, uh, Young Indiana Jones episodes. I did notice that. And of course, the ever popular Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles, which I did not know existed. Oh, really? I know. I did not know that existed. It's got a couple of uh, okay scenes. Yeah. It's not the worst <clears throat> sequel. Uh, written by the late Jeffrey Bohm, who did The Dead Zone, Inner Space, The Lost Boys, and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And Lethal Weapon 2 and 3. Yes. But yet, why is the dialogue so awful in this film? <laughs> Well, I think uh, Shane Black has uncredited rewrites in Lethal Weapon. That's what I thought he yeah. just wrote all no, three of them. No, he has rewrites just in there. Rewrites? Yeah. He did a lot of that stuff. I'm pretty sure. Most of the dialogue, mostly. <laughs> Music by David Newman. He uh, was nominated for an Oscar for Anastasia. He also He's actually doing the upcoming West Side Story, uh, directed by Spielberg. He's done all the Bill and Ted's movies, including the new one, I believe, mm-hmm. and Heather's. Edited by O. Nicholas... Brown and Brian Carroll together. Uh, Brown has done Tremors, Project X, The Accused, City Slickers. Carroll has done Major League Three. Actually, he was assistant editor on a bunch of stuff as well. I, uh, I think a lot of the movies that Brown had done, he kind of worked with him. Cinematography by David Burr uh, from Wild in America and Race of the Sun. He doesn't have a lot of credits. And produced he does by- a lot of second unit stuff. He actually did second yeah. unit on Mad Max. Oh, nice. Which I know a lot of the stuff you see in the film was second unit. So the that's new Mad Max. Impressive. Correct. Right, okay. Fury Road, yeah. Produced by Robert Evans, obviously very known producer, and Alan Ladd Jr. again. Uh, Evans, we did two the two Jakes. He had done Chinatown. He was nominated for that. Sliver and the Cotton Club. And Alan Ladd Jr. Uh, won an Oscar for Braveheart. I did Gone Baby Gone. And uh, he did the two Brady Bunch movies that came out uh, in the 90s. So starring Billy Zane as the Phantom slash Kit Walker. Zane, obviously, we all know him from Titanic. <laughs> he was one of the bad guys in Back to the Future. He's uh, in Dead Calm, Tombstone, and Demon Knight. Chrissy Swanson as Diana Palmer. From Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, Big Daddy, Dude, Where's My Car? And she's the girl in Ferris Bueller's Day Off who is trying to explain what happened to Ferris uh, when uh, the <laughs> teacher's asking, the economic teacher's asking. Uh, I can't remember his name. I'm going to blank on that guy's ben, name. Uh, ben Stein. Ben Stein, yeah. Very famous. Uh, worked in the White House, I believe. I heard from my cousin's mom. My <laughs> girlfriend can actually, at least can do the entire quote. Well, where is she on that? Then? I'll have her record it. Excellent. Quick. Excellent. <laughs> she has to do it in Swanson's voice. Oh, she does it. Yeah, okay, excellent. Treat Williams as Xander Drax. That's a that's a that's a name. <laughs> uh, it's it's a, it's a perfect comic book name. Yeah. It's got the two X's. He even brings it up. He's known for Deep Rising, the thing, things to do in Denver when you're dead, Hair, and 1941, which I I love the director's cut of that movie. Catherine Zeta Jones, which I completely forgot she was yeah, in this so movie. I was like, ah. I'm like, oh hey, she plays Sala. She's on. Uh, she won the Oscar for Chicago. She was obviously in Mask of Zora, an episode that we did a couple seasons ago. High Fidelity and The Terminal. James Remar as Quill. I know James Remar from, he was the father of Dexter on the Dexter TV show. Yes. He's also Raiden in yes. Mortal Kombat. I was going to bring it up, man. Oh, yeah. You, I was just hoping, I got to make sure you don't skip over that. Sometimes you have a habit of skipping No, over because match. I was going to say he's in the second Mortal Kombat. He plays Raiden. If you happen to know, we did the first Mortal Kombat with our good friend, Russ Lyman. If you want to check out that episode, that's a couple seasons ago as well. I can't wait till we do Annihilation. Um, <laughs> if and when we do Annihilation, I'm going to rip it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be bad. Uh, he also is in the 98 Psycho that uh, came out. Uh, I'm going to butcher the name, Butler. Tell me who, who tell me this guy's name again. Kerry Tagawa. There we go. He plays the, this is his credit, the the great Cabal Sang. And he was obviously in Mortal Kombat, which we did as well. Yes. He's the bad guy for the, the Sang Brotherhood, as Butler alluded to before. I don't know if he's synopsis. ever played a good guy that I know of. Hmm. Like anytime I see him in movies or TV, he's always. Well, I'm going to say, yeah, guy. we just haven't seen it. I'm sure. Yeah. Bill Smitrovich as Uncle Dave Palmer. Uh, I know Bill from, not personally, but I know <laughs> Mr. Smitrovich from, he's in the Near Wolf TV show and he's also the father in Life Goes On. Uh, that Was that 90s or 80s? 80s? Life Goes On? Yeah. I think it was late 80s that bled into the yeah. early 90s. Casey Zamasco as Morgan. He's obviously from Back to the Future, Young Guns and Stand By Me. John Tenney makes an appearance. I know John Tenney. He plays Jimmy Wells. 
Uh, he's in the TV show The Closer and Major Crimes. And finally, Patrick Muguhin is the father. He's just his his title is dad. And he is in Braveheart, Escape from Alcatraz, and The Prisoner. Very, very famous actor. If you don't know him, look him up. All right. So this wasn't our movie. No. And which is, oh, which I've said this before and I'll say it again. I actually like really intrigued by this season because these, some of these aren't on our list. So we might not necessarily, we don't right. come from, a po- we don't come from a point of, Oh, remember that film? <laughs> so yeah, last week's happened to have been on our list. Right. So this is, this is probably the first one that we did not have on our list. Although we mentioned about maybe putting it on our list when we did the phantom well, uh, episode. I, I don't know the fan of it when we did the shadow episode. Right. And, and this is very similar to the shadow in terms of the, the time it came out. It's based on a comic. That same sensibility, the same filmmaking style of the shadow, the the, the music, and and just kind of the swashbuckle. There's more swashbuckling in this movie than than, than I would say the shadow. shadow yeah. yeah, you were young when you saw this. So when I watched the Phantom, and when we talked about the Phantom, when we talked about the shadow, we both remember enjoying this movie. Uh, I, and, I did I say I know, that? You said you enjoyed this movie, but you definitely had issues with it. Yeah, that it, the shadow was the the better of the two early comic strip films. Yeah. Um, well, Alec Baldwin is. I mean, I like Billy Zane. I'm not gonna. I'm not denigrating Billy Zane when I say this, right. but Alec Baldwin's a really good actor. So he, I enjoy ele- watching he definitely him. elevates yes. that film. The Phantom. I remember watching as a kid and thinking it was awesome. <laughs> not as awesome as The Shadow. I was never obsessed with it. I never watched it after we watched it in the theaters or bought it. So clearly, I didn't like it as much as The Shadow either. But yeah, this is not the movie I remember. <laughs> there are very few things I remember about this film from when I was a child, and it's probably because I was blocking them out of my memory. This movie <laughs> is not. Ooh, as strong as I remember it all. There are a lot of issues with this film. Okay, well let's let's start off there then. What uh, what major thing popped out at you that you were kind of wincing when you watched this? His costume is fucking god awful. <laughs> it's so bad. It's pretty ridiculous. Oh, it's I get that they're harkening back. Totally classic. Is that what it looks like in it the comic? Looks exactly all like right. that in the comic strip. Uh, obviously, it doesn't have. They try to update it with the piping down his arms, and they give him that kind of. There's the skull motif going yeah, on with the lighter colors. There's a skull motif it's, everywhere. It's very forgotten cinema colors. I'll tell you that. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Uh, but oh man, it leaves a, it leaves nothing to the imagination. It is just skin tight. There's no armor going on. There's no rhyme or well, reason to why he wears it so skin tight. I read that initially the the costume was going to be puffed out, but he worked out, out but so yeah. he worked out so hard that he became. He was so ripped that they it looked better with just that skin tight oh, costume. And on I him. believe that he's I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to wear that skin tight. He's sure. ripped in this movie for like an early mid 90s where they, that wasn't a huge thing at that time. Mm-hmm. Unless you were already a bodybuilder. He's in really good shape. Yes. But the, the costume's just not very good. And it, maybe it's the mask going over and the fact that he had to shave his he head. Did, for yeah, it. right. So there are scenes where any scene you see where he's got hair is filmed first even yeah they see the island yeah. scene where he takes off the mask that then filmed like when he kisses later. her yeah yeah which i don't understand why it had to be weeks later why don't you just shave it right then why not give him a wig i don't understand uh, well maybe it wasn't a you're thinking that's 20 30 years ago that's 30 years ago 30. so no 20 years 20 ago. years ago yes that's 20 something years ago so it's probably maybe that's not as good the makeup is for a wig like it is is now like in terms of a ball cap or something like maybe. that i don't know it's just i don't know I don't know, maybe just change the mask a little. I, it's just something about it just kind of threw me off. Yeah. I mean, the sh- what's awesome about the Shadows outfit, and we mentioned too, is that the Shadows outfit is timeless in that it's obviously he can't, if he walked around now, he'd look ridiculous in the, t- the hat and stuff, but it worked in the time period he was in. And it was just a really cool costume. The Phantoms is never in style. The Phantom just, his outfit doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. And maybe they should have updated it. If each Phantom is supposed to be their own kind of Phantom, is that, so they're all supposed to have different costumes? Maybe they could Maybe they could all have different costumes. Okay. Uh, the costuming is one issue that I, I had with the film. I think it would have been cool to see maybe a flashback to see his father show us his costume. And then he, Billy Zane's uh, Kit, Kit has a different costume as well. And they all have costumes that kind of represent the time they come from. Right. Uh, the costume is a big, a big <laughs> part for me. Because everything he's in then, that kind of adds so much cheese to a movie that already has cheese like purposely cheese and mm-hmm. like this costume just really throws you off and almost becomes like, I can't take even our hero seriously. Well, I read somewhere about that, that cheese where it was written a certain way and then there was a lot of comedy in it. And then when they came back and they rewrote it to make it more swashbuckling and adventure, they actually kept the comedy in there a little bit and that it just kind of provided a different, feel 
and it kind of made it it kind of made it stood out more but not in a good way there are parts of the dialogue that i was as i was writing my notes they're like i hate this i hate this line i hate this line i hate the way they're talking about it and then there are other parts where i'm like well that fits now it fits right and it just it depends i think on how the actors are delivering the lines what i think they're looking for in the film and i think the writers didn't know what they were going with obviously you said that there were rewrites and it was funnier before Sometimes it feels like the cheese and the comedy kind of comes from a place of honoring the 1930s comic strips or radio shows that came before it. And then there are other parts where it's just like it's really bad writing. And then sometimes it's just the actors delivering the lines like Billy Zane. The comedy comes from almost being like a Boy Scout, almost being like that very naive, kind of almost dorkish superhero where he plays it off like that, where it's like this guy's a dork, but I like him, but he's a dork. Almost like Clark Kent Superman. Well, when he comes back to new york and he pays the guy in gems the yes. cabbie in gems but he he's only been away for six years he doesn't realize that i'm going to new york i need cash oh i think he's doing that to be clever like oh right. that is bengal how about some stones Bengala. i think that buys your services yeah. for the day so he knows what that's valued at um do you think that this would have been this would have benefited from dante directing it because he was going to direct it joe dante was going to direct this but he's a producer on it because he had to step away from because he had other commitments do you think it would have benefited from him I think he maybe would have allowed it to go through another rewrite before he shot it. Right. I think if you have a, a slightly bigger director, that director would have more power to say, hey, I need a little more work on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't I don't know. And he's he just there's a lot of stuff in this that's and I don't know if it was shot second unit or it was uh, the main guy. But <clears throat> I mean, he's a second unit director, so he should know how to shoot some stuff like that. Um, well, you got to think that. Second unit director might not be strong if it's his first one with with character work. Well, I'm talking about David Burr and Simon Windsor. Right. Simon Windsor, obviously, I'm he didn't shoot second unit. I met David Burr. The scenes that have stunt doubles are so apparent that they're stunt doubles. It <laughs> takes you out of any kind of appreciation for the stunt. The people hanging out the plane, it's like they're hanging out the plane. The people on that rope bridge are on that rope bridge, but I can't appreciate it because I can see that it's the stunt double and it's not shot very well and it takes me out of the scene. So it's tougher to appreciate the stunt going on right and you can actually see in the phantom when he comes off the plane i'm talking about the scene in the beginning where he's on the uh the seaplane and they're about to go off on when the they horse. jump onto the horse when the phantom comes off and he's about to go on the platoon pontoon right on the bottom of the plane you can see the wires hanging from the, the plane wing keeping him supported because he kind of lowers himself down almost like they kept the shot too early they didn't cut it down enough so you see him getting ready for the shot mm-hmm. there's another scene in central park where they shoot it where you see the stunt double's face simply getting on the horse and getting away. Like why couldn't that have been Billy Zane or shoot it from behind? Right. There are scenes, uh, scenes like that, that I think Joe Dante would not have allowed had he directed it. Gotcha. I don't care how, how much you've lifted. You're jumping onto a plane, onto a horse. You're hurting yourself in the nether regions there. That hurts. Absolutely. And you're killing that horse. I'm sorry. You're, you're, (laughs) you're falling 20 feet onto a horse. Yeah. The horse can take a lot. (laughs) <laughs> the horse cannot be dropped like you can't do that you're killing that horse that, that, that had That's to hurt too that. much yeah that horse's back had to been hurting uh i hope they paid that horse well <laughs> now, extra carrots and apples for you. with uh with constantine that we did a couple episodes ago we talked about how they made a bunch of changes between the comics and the movie you know the whole thing with the trench coat and mm-hmm. la and all that stuff now they that the comic is set in Africa, but this is actually the movie is set in Thailand. Does that bother you as much? Well, they do mention he's off of at the original Phantom was off of Africa, right? At the very beginning. I don't know. Whereas Bengala is in Thailand. That's what I'm assuming. Yes. Which Uh, is not a real place, right? Bengali? Is it? Yeah. Okay. Why is, but here's the thing. Why of all places in the world is the Phantom needed in Bengala? I think that's just where he's headquarters. In from what I could read, I didn't read up extensively on the the comic strip before this episode. My bad. Boo. Uh, the Phantom, the the original comic strips and the radio show took place all over the place. That might have been where he was headquartered, but he would end up going wherever piracy or greed or anything was. was I, I'm in my cave, and and uh, when there's trouble, I'll be there. But it's gonna take me a while because I'm in a cave. Oh my god! His trip with the horse to get to his cave must have taken forever based on the montage you watch. Forest, and I got to treasure the river and I got to go here and I got to go here. And I got to go right there. What we're not seeing is the uh, state of the art facility that's behind the cave that has his own private plane and, and uh, private helicopter. And, you know, that's right. All that's private submarine. He's like, <laughs> got enough money. The Batmobile, the bat, the phantom sub. <laughs> uh, so 
this movie is inspired by three Phantom. Well, you didn't read any of the comics, so you wouldn't really know this. But I guess no. the story of the Phantom, the, the story that they for this movie that which is basically the three skulls that he's trying to get. Mm hmm. And then they have something about the fourth skull, which is him, which was like, okay. That comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, this is based on three phantom stories from the comics, the Sing Brotherhood, the Sky Band, and the Belt. I did actually read the the, the Sing Brotherhood was from the. Okay. All right. So they probably took pieces from all three to make this. I don't know. I feel like, like Billy Zane in this movie is Billy Zane. You know, like he's the same way as he is in Titanic. He's it's been so long since I've seen Deadcom and I know he's a bad guy in Deadcom, so I won't well, say that. Not the same in Deadcom. No, I know. I just it's been so long. He's the same guy as he is in Zoolander when he goes up to walk off. We heard Billy Zane. <laughs> it's just him, you know, like his his delivery of his right. lines is usually the same. Although I would say he's a little more of a doofy Billy Zane. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it I think one of the reasons I liked this movie back then, mm -hmm. no, ninety six, so I'm 21 yeah i'm 21 i'm about to no wait a minute i just turned 21 so maybe i was drunk when i saw this no, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding um was that you are i'm seven years away from the last indiana jones movie because that's 89 you're missing swashbuckling right i'm missing that kind of movie right and this is the probably the first movie or that was came close to what indiana jones was and so probably that's why i responded to it well back then I mean, now it's fine. I don't, I didn't really have any kind. I wasn't really, I kept all the stuff I was watching. I just kept feeling, I kept feeling nineties cinema. I kept feeling, Oh, that's, you know, nineties. That's, that's how it was. That's how it is. Oh, okay. It, it really, does it hold up? I don't know. I don't know if I'm willing to say yes or no on that. I don't think the plot connects well. I, th I think the plot is all over the place. Well, I'm not a huge fan of Treat Williams stuff in this. He seems to be zany. I like, I like, I like him. But see, this. he seems to be in a different movie. He's having fun with it, which again, the other actors needed to have fun with it. Billy Zane's kind of having fun with it, which I know Billy Zane apparently became a fan of the Phantom Comics filming Deadcom. He would read the comics yes. off, off yeah, set. I saw that too. Um, but Treat Williams is clearly having fun. I think Catherine Zeta-Jones is having a lot of fun. With she was role. actually really good in this. Yeah. I really liked her in this. James Remar seemed to... I, I always like James Remar. And Kerry Tagawa, in his limited time scenes, he's really chewing up the scenery like he always does. Could a lot of, Go ahead. I'm a sorry. A lot of Xander Drax's compatriots his other goons the two uh mob guys that were brothers the two mob guys and like his, he kills his brother in front of him and he's just like uh, whatever that's your brother was it his brother yeah. or just like part of the same no mob that was, his, was brother. his brother and he and he because he mentions it and then later on he turned uh, he's like oh he's lying i'm like you are the worst mob boss because you have <laughs> you could care less about your own brother yeah your own blood and you completely don't understand the situation you're in and you try to pull some kind of leverage move which is ridiculous he got nothing yeah wait I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, I like Catherine Zeta-Jones in this. The police chief, the... Who's the other? Like, the mayor, I guess, of the town. Where they're all under Xander Drax's control. They're not on the... They're not in the same movie that the rest of the cat... Like, that Treat Williams, Catherine Zeta-Jones, and Billy Zane are in. And in some ways, Christy Swanson. They're in their own movie. And every other actor is in, I feel, a different movie. I just think they're all, like, cheesing it up. And it's not cheese that makes that that's kind of like much like the melted monster sandwich you just had, which is the <laughs> grilled cheese sandwich. It's not blending well together. Maybe that's oh, a, my melted monster blend. No, no, I know. I'm saying unlike the melted <laughs> oh, monster. Oh, you just okay. had. Uh, <laughs> the slideshow that he does to talk about the, the two second slideshow. Yes! <laughs> he's got two slides. He's He's got this big plan and he's like. The skulls and there's two slides in the lights come. They're all like, oh, bravo. It's like it was two fucking slides. Welcome to my PowerPoint presentation. I don't know how to do a second slide. <laughs> the end. It was, it was, I was like, what are we clapping for? This was, this was a waste of time. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Oh my God. It was so bad. <laughs> so, because we're jumping back and forth and that's fine. We are talking about the plane. The, you're talking about the pontoon when he jumps off. Right. And, okay. When they get shot at, the wing gets shot. And it the wings leaking. Is that where fuel is kept in, the, in those planes? In those planes? In the wings? Probably. That maybe. seems awfully dangerous. I don't know. I actually, I honestly don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I was going to look it up and then I didn't. And I, I, I mean, got most it. of it's used for cargo. Oh, I'm sorry. The engine is in the front. So you, the gas yeah, the tank has got to be somewhere in the plane. That seems. What happens you clip a wing and you're leaking gas yeah, everywhere? It couldn't be on the top. Yeah. 
Unless that's your reserve. I don't know. And you're supposed to funnel that in. I don't, again, I've never actually been in a seaplane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to, though. Landing on sea sounds cool. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> well, next time you go on an adventure and you need to get your purple suit, there you go. Do, 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 do. I will say the, 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 I mentioned it to you earlier this week that I, I just, the theme song popped into my head. I was like, is that the theme to Phantom? And sure enough, it was. Because the theme, and I, it's just kind of a trend. If your theme music is really good, but the movie is not, it becomes trailer music fodder. Well, I think if any, well, no, that's not true because Lethal Weapon has great music and they put it in Die Hard. For the trailer? For, for Die the, no. No, they just put it in, in the Hard. movie. Right. For the longest time, you were like, oh, that's Die Hard. This was years ago. And then I watched Lethal Weapon one, one day again. I'm like, what the? That's Die Hard. And what the heck are they trying to pull here? Yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, like, Requiem for a Dream. Mm-hmm. The Phantom theme song. Mm-hmm. Well, they use the, the they use for Dante's the longest time, the right? Too. And they use for the longest time. They use that that clip in Glory when they first attack the fort. Oh, yeah. They use that clip a lot, but that movie's that movie's amazing. The movie is yeah, amazing, but yeah. I feel like movies that aren't as well known or don't reach a wide well, audience, think, they go, "This soundtrack's well, great," and no one's gonna know. <laughs> well, now that now trailer music's just uh, rock songs or. Songs that and then make them into ballad form. Yeah, it's just dark covers of rock songs, yeah. which I kind of I kind of do like that. It's fine. But It'll play it's, itself out. But when you but. keep hearing it, you just kind of get annoyed with it. Yeah, you're like, can you can you think of something else? Can you can you try something else? I mean, I get it for because they did it for us, and they did it they did it for Candyman. So I get that it's the same producer, um, same like team, right? Which is fine. But I'm just saying, like when everybody starts adopting it. Well, gets, they were doing it long before us. And no, no, no. I get that. I get that. Uh, it's just it just gets played out. So we both like Catherine Zeta Jones in it, but she wasn't going to be Sala. Minnie Driver was going to be Sala. I saw that. Yeah, she and, had to drop out. Yeah, which is weird because she just Circle of Friends was her big movie, and Circle of Friends I want to say was ninety six. So I, f- I mean, that's so there are a whole bunch of names attached to this, including other directors and mm-hmm. producers. So I, I'm wondering if. You know, she might have been a bigger name, mm-hmm. but there were also bigger names attached to this originally. Well, this is Catherine Zeta-Jones' first big break. Right. Because then she goes on to do Entrapment after this, and then Zorro. Well, she, and no, all she does Zorro and then Entrapment. Well, that's what I meant. I yeah. meant, like, all these movies that she does. I'm sure she already had Zorro locked down when she was shooting this. Because Zorro was 97, right? Or no? No, Zorro was 95, right? We did this movie, too. I don't remember. I, I thought The Legend of Zorro was 98. That's because Zorro was 98. Okay, I'm wrong. So when was Legend? Legend was like 2001 or two. Legend came a long time after. You you think I'd remember because we looked up these facts before, but yeah, that was that was earlier in season two. Yeah, we're in season five now, man. We've (laughs) we've grown. (laughs) So, uh, well, going back to the Phantom not having its sequels, you know, even though it premiered six on its opening weekend, which is terrible, (laughs) it did do well on DVD and VHS. Now, for those who don't know, back in the day, movies used to come on VHS tapes. Those are big, blocky tapes. Yeah. (laughs) You got to rewind them. Yep. You got to rent them from a store. You got to rewind them before you bring them back to that store. You have to be kind and rewind them. Absolutely. Although if you didn't rewind them, honestly, they wouldn't do anything. Uh, That's not true. Some places did. People that did their jobs right did. (laughs) I'm sorry. You can't rent another movie this week. Um, but it did well on home video release. So I'm surprised that it didn't get a second life. Cause a lot of times we see now when a show or a movie, excuse me, does well on its second, on its home video release that it, it kind of sparks an underground movement to, Oh, bring another one out. It did well. Right. Well, I know that there are other phantom, there have been other phantom things that have come out. There was a mini series, I guess in 2009 from the sci-fi channel that, uh, came out. It looked really bad so I, I know there's and i know there was talk it must have been at least 10 years ago maybe more of relaunching a whole universe of the old comic strips that were rights at least in some way rights so free who is Phantom, that phantom shadow spirit i want to say okay and i think one other old hero and they were going to build a cinematic universe out of it and this is before marvel really started doing it and they were going to have a single single movies with each one and then a team up or a team up and then single movies and they had writers attached to get get started on figuring it all out and then it kind of fell by the wayside. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a it's a great idea. It's just a tough it's tough to implement. It's really tough to to follow through because you need really they all need to be really good. Right, which Marvel had a leg up because Marvel's comics are 
more they're in the now whereas those heroes nobody knew about them right. at least you know iron man captain america people know of them right well you'd have to you have to update them you have to make them more modern you have to you know not you wouldn't be able to do this type of movie in terms of the phantom and, and with its his purple hood you'd have to almost recreate the costume that's the same in some, in some regard like honor the costume but like the shadows costume is so it's got so much style you know when he's walking around with the fedora and the cape that you can get it you're like you're cool with that yeah there's nothing cool about the phantom's <laughs> costume at all not at all. nothing at all like his his bet nothing there's nothing at all you can you can be like oh you see that guy running around you're just like, oof, what is going on? Even his pistols look lame. <laughs> Weird, long, skinny pistols. <laughs> How about when he, at the end of the movie, he takes off his mask, which, you know, that's a lot of, that's a lot of weight to put on a person. The only one person who sees my face is the woman I marry. It's like, well, well hold on, pal. Maybe she's not. That's a th- and then Slow she goes, down. What if I say no? Exactly. <laughs> and say no. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> um, and so he shows her the face and all I'm thinking of, because Salah's at the, at the plane. I'm like, she's not that far away, man. She can figure you out. I think, come on. This mask's not hiding too much. And if you're her, if you're Salah's character at the uh, plane and you turn and you see that he has mask off, aren't you like, oh, I'm going to go over there. Hey, what's going on? Get the mask on. <laughs> I also love how, and this is not just the Phantom. This is pretty much every superhero thing ever, like especially Batman. You take the mask off and your black eye mask, your black uh, makeup it. over your eyes, all of a sudden disappears. <laughs> the only thing, the only time I've ever seen that done well is uh, the TV show Arrow, because at first he was just painting his eyes. And then when he did finally get the mask, whenever he took it off, he still had his makeup on his eyes. That's good. And I was like, thank God. Someone's not <laughs> trying to pretend like, oh, take my mask off, put it on. Hold on. I got to <laughs> pat it down again. Well, I mean, how about when he goes, he brings Diana to the lair. Uh, his his secret layer, mm-hmm. and he oh hang on for a second, and he rushes off to go get her black pearls. Like like I, I, every person I bring here, I always give them pearls at the end. Like what are you, Derek Jeter? <laughs> I always give him a gift. <laughs> He's such a doofus. That's what that's part of like what I like about it. It's just like oh, it's the girl I like. <laughs> Jeez, never mind the fact that he's seen the ghost of his father. But you know that's okay. That's an oh. What is he hallucinating? Is he just crazy? Is that a power that the phantoms have? All of the above. Is it something uh, in the rings? I, I, I don't understand. I don't know. They didn't, well, they never explain it. Well, let me go to the ring. So he has two rings on his right hand is the main one. He punches people with that butler and it burns and it leaves an impression. <laughs> so I guess that's why he has that. I get or it's also is it's also the ring that the skull that controls the three other skulls. Well, four I, skulls. Yeah. I never knew what it was for before this oh, because yeah. neither did we because you never brought it up. Billy Zane, you never brought it up. And the fact that as soon as Treat Williams character Xander Drax, as soon as Xander Drax has the skulls the and the person's like, you need the fourth one. The fourth one? What's that? You, Everyone knows what it is. <laughs> I don't know. The dude that's been following you has skulls all over his body. What do you think it's him? Anyways. And then the second <laughs> ring that he has is a seal. And he gives that seal to close friends. And then he's honor bound to help anyone that has that seal. You know what that is? The that's shadow? Merchandising. Uh-huh. And it's the shadow. A yeah. signet ring. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and it's been a while since I've seen it, Dick Tracy has the same thing, right? I don't know. I think he gives... The my communicator only, rings to people. My only uh, knowledge of Dick Tracy is the Warren Beatty film, which I love. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I can't remember, but I Big think boy he, did it. Big boy did he it. give the kid a, a ring? Uh, he gives him his own watch, but that's. Oh, I just why? thought okay. that was his. I just thought that was because he was like taking care of the kid and right, he was I'm, looking out for him. I think that Dick Tracy gives something to his people too, mm-hmm. and that's like that's stuff that was in like Cracker Jack boxes and, and crap like that. I actually had a Phantom ring. That I got, and I think a cereal box. It was like a metal pewter ring. It was actually a nice, heavy thing, and a cereal like they don't do that anymore. For well, the because kids. Uh, because that's kind of, you know, pewter's probably not good for the cereal. Well, it's outside the bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I actually had had the Phantom ring when I was younger. Yeah. All right. So we, it's like merchandise. You don't need to. You don't need to reaffirm the fact that you were a big nerd. We get it. <laughs> I was eight, man. So <laughs> I'm a little upset that they didn't add the striped underpants. In this movie that they uh, had in the comics. Out. They tried it. It just didn't work. <laughs> and what scene is he going to be wearing striped underpants? Here's, here's my question. The striped underpants didn't work, but the rest of the outfit worked. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're Billy Zane and you've worked out for like a year for this movie and then you put the suit on, you're probably like, yeah. Well, the thing is, even in like Batman Returns, let's say, or, or some other films, at some point, Batman takes off his cowl and he's just got the outfit on. They take the cowl off and I give you a chance to not look as doofy. Yeah, like can't Billy Zane have taken off his mask at some point and just been like the Phantom? Well, no, because he was bald. <laughs> exactly, because it's a stupid costume. That's probably that probably affected that a lot. They probably couldn't, and they just opted to keep the mask on at all times. Mm. It's it's 
it's a little it's a little odd. Costume takes away a lot. Let's talk about the fact that he's on that airplane when it takes off. Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark style and travels from New York to oh, Devil's Triangle. He's cold. He's freezing. He's, he's, he can breathe, apparently, and he doesn't freeze to death. And yeah. oh, that's a long flight. Yeah. Do you sleep on there just yeah. with your arms around the thing? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he's the Phantom Man. I yeah, know that's that's a little <laughs> that's a little much. And what are his powers? Does he have powers? He shoots guns. That's it's his very, it's very his, his, his powers are much like the powers of the Winter Soldier. He just shoots an AK forty seven all the time. <laughs> I never he's got understand. one big strong arm. <laughs> but but then he just he puts he uses it for his trigger finger. Who cares? Sorry, I know we're de- we're delving into another universe. Apologies for nothing. So they get to the layer of the Singh Brotherhood. And it's basically the it's basically the parts of the Caribbean ride at Walt Disney World. I was going to say it's set in the Goonies and they. It, it, it's a complete like I'm waiting for like the tour boats to go around. It's like you are sing. Oh, hang on. Do 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 do. <laughs> it's like drink up me hard as your hoe. Yo, I'll be right with you. Yo ho yo. I said one moment. <laughs> bye kids, bye kids. Oh, now uh, we'll f- now we're back. The skulls. Oh, crap. Another one. (laughs) (laughs) It was very like, uh, yeah. And it's clearly a set and they clearly don't, they don't hide the scaffolding or anything. They're just like, it's part of the, it's part of it. I don't get it. You brought your boat there and you cut it up so that you can make it your little layer and you're going to live on this island and you shoot torpedoes at P. I don't understand what they hopped on. They hopped on, they got into some kind of mini sub with torpedoes, right? Yeah, and that, but it was just, built into the island, the whole base. Uh, yeah, it, it must have been a Nazi sub base at some point. Too. I almost, I, I also almost felt like I was going to start seeing Popeye from the Robin Williams movie Popeye when they go to that <laughs> island. <laughs> but it's, it, all right, so that's a Nazi sub base. Okay, and it's their headquarters. So they were teaming up with the Nazis, and well, the Nazis didn't exist yet. Wait, why is there a sub base there? I don't know. This is pre World War Two. Well, no, this is thirty eight. The Nazis were around prior to that but but, but not would the, they be this advanced i doubt that and they're, no. they're not going to be all right. the way in the which triangle at this i point. love it starts off it goes bengala 1938 like immediately right so i'm reading the notes and one of the notes in there is just talking about like trying to figure out we don't know where it starts it starts in 36 but then they make room reference like did you watch the movie <laughs> did you watch the movie when you're writing this friggin' note down no they didn't also on on the note about the skulls on the island i love how you put the three skulls together and it's going to locate or two skulls is going to locate the third skull at a museum there just happens to be a map on the wall. And that's how it oh, locates I know, it. Yeah. It points to the map. I know. Come on. And, and I, what I love about that scene, too, is they, they catch the they catch Kit Walker because it's not the shadow at this point. Excuse me, the shadow. It's not the phantom at this point. And they catch him and he comes in. And he's like, free cakes and sandwiches in the other room. And that clears the room like free cakes that's and it? sandwiches. Nobody was just like, I'm not hungry. It's the depression, man. People are <laughs> fucking hungry. Cakes and sandwiches. Let's roll. <laughs> Uh, I like his idea on how to get the skull. There's no time. I got to break this glass. Like, there's security kit. This is not like 1823. Yeah. You grew up in New York. You went to school here. You know what goes on. <laughs> That's starting to sound like we didn't like this movie. I, it, no. I don't know. I don't want to say I didn't like this movie. I enjoyed the experience of watching it. It's fun. Yeah. But there's a lot of moments where you're just like, ugh, ugh, that could have been done. Like, the shadow has a lot of moments where it's like, it, might have some imperfections, but, but the it, shadow it has the movie. The shadow has so many great lines when he in the beginning when he's like, "Shoot, you're an honored friend of mine. I've known you for years. Shoot through." That's him. the other thing is David kept makes the, his character a lot more compelling. He's really put effort in, right? And I mean, with the Phantom, you can make whatever character you want because it is a long line of Phantoms. You can just be like, "This is this guy. This is that guy's father." Well, I mentioned that they they did some. I I want to say uncredited rewrites because I couldn't find any names or when they came in, they kind of adjusted it. I know Jeffrey Bohm wrote it, but Jeffrey Bohm also wrote. Uh, he actually created the adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Mm-hmm. So that mo- that show is very slap, not slapsticky, very tongue in cheek, very Bruce Campbell, you know, oh, yeah. you know, the kind of stuff you see like in Ash vs. Evil Dead, which that, they almost thought of him for the role of yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, he'd have been a better bad guy. He uh, treat Williams character. Sandy yeah. Max, yeah. He's also maybe a little older than he was older than Billy Zane at that point. Well, Evil Dead was 80s, right? And he's like, early 80s, yeah. early, he's in his 20s then. So, yeah, he's probably in his 40s here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, being in your 40s back then is a lot different than being in your 40s now. It's, yeah. Yeah, so I hear you. So, again, I would say the experience of watching this movie was really good. But aside from that, because we didn't ask this question yet. I mean, we can pretty much figure it out. Well, why, <laughs> do, why do you think it was forgotten? I mean. Or why do you think other people think this is forgotten? Let's put it that way, since we didn't choose this. 
Why did we think the shadow was forgotten? It's swashbuckling and swashbuckling again. But the shadow has the, the shadow has a lot of style to it. It does, and this does not. A noir style that I really like. I I love. I absolutely adore sure. the shadow. Right. This movie I remember liking as a kid, and there were things about it that I liked. Probably it was so close to the shadow mm-hmm. that I just was like, oh, it's like almost like a new shadow that I could latch onto. And again, there's not a lot of swashbuckling. There's not a lot of adventure nowadays because people just don't seem to want that anymore. Oh, you're talking about now, right? Yeah. Right. Or they're at least maybe they're not even. Maybe it's not that they don't want it. They're not giving it. Oh, I'll t- oh, you know what though? It's funny you bring that up because how, how many times do I have to listen to somebody tell me they don't like Crystal Skull? And everyone's always talks about the scene when he's on the he's on the ropes when when uh, yes. Mutt is swinging, and I and I get it. It looks corny and cheesy, but that's how those type of movies are. And so you know what I'm. I'm not saying to you. I'm just saying that's my. That's always my argument. Well, that's fine. But I also hate that scene. I love the Crystal Skull, but that's fine. You can hate the scene all you want, but I can understand why that's in there. I understand why that's in the movie. I understand why they put it in there too. I'm just saying. Okay, so how about this? What's worse? That scene. Everything in the fan. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. We're on something else right now. So what's worse? That scene in Crystal Skull when Mutt's swinging with the monkeys, Mm -hmm. or in The Lost Worlds when his Malcolm's daughter is doing the gymnastic routine against the Raptors. What's worse? The swinging with the monkeys. Really? The swinging with the monkeys. Come on. Absolutely. No way. A hundred people in this room. No. You're gonna get one person to agree with you, and that's probably your buddy Adrian, and that's probably it. That's why he's my best friend. (laughs) Exactly. Number one, because we always have each other's back. But number two, (laughs) number two, that scene in in. And Crystal Skull. They bring it up earlier. Than Will you let me explain what I'm going to say here? Go ahead. You're going to be scene wrong. In, I'm not going to be wrong. That scene in Crystal Skull is within the scope of the movie. He needs to get from point A to point B. So he is going to use those ropes to get there. Just because the monkeys join in with him, does it, it's not his fault. They're just joining in. Now, when she goes to do her, her routine. She's she, going to save she, her family. I'm sorry, but she's, in the, she's getting attacked by bloodthirsty raptors. And she's like, oh, I'm going to do the routine that I practiced with Coach back in the day. Oh, thank God! There's two balance beams there. There's two beams that I can use for it. Oh no, no! She's not doing some choreographed routine. You can't really swing for vines, Mike. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Tarzan's just a story. Mm, I guarantee you can swing from vines. If, if monkeys, if monkeys and apes can swing from vines, then we can too, Butler. Why does he do the Tarzan yell? Because uh, that's just a harkens back no to that. Way. That's just a. At least they harken back to the gymnastic things earlier in the movie. How she? Oh my god! No one does a choreographed routine in the Lost World. For, no, I am not saying that that's a great scene. I'm telling you, but right. I am saying it's better than the no, vibe. And I, I disagree. I disagree with that. The, mm-hmm. the scene. I'm not. And I'm comparing the two scenes, and the mutt scene is is uh, is understandably better than the scene where she does a she she is being chased by raptors that want to eat her. Why is the first thing in her mind going to be I'm going to go do the routine that I got an eight point five on in the in the sectionals last year? I'll, that I'll get these by raptors. She's not about to die. Her fa- her father and Sarah Harding are about to die. She's she's safe above. That's why she decides to kick it. She sees the beams and goes, I have a chance to save my father. The v- raptor is not on top of her at that point. Isn't it? Mm. They have her go. The mud scene is better. The mud scene is better. It's better. It's better. Listen, this is coming from a guy who loves the nuclear uh, bomb scene. Because that's awesome. Yeah. The mud scene's not good. <laughs> mud scene's good. It's better. It's better than that scene. And I don't mind it. I don't, and don't get me wrong. When I watch that scene in Lost World, I'm not like, oh, but it, it's just, you know, it's it's kind of a come on. <laughs> that, that, that scene, when that scene goes on, you're just like, mm, really? All right, that's fine. Let's go. Keep going. I can't, I can't. I can't. I'll tell you right now, that scene in Lost World when she does when she swings on the when she does that whole routine is much better than anything in the Jurassic World movies. Oh, that's right. I said it. Oh, snap. I oh, said it's not it. better than when the uh, thing gets eaten by the uh, the thing, the, the creature they create gets eaten by the sea monster at the end that's when he right. gets teamed up on i love that scene well that's 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 again that's oh, nah nah that's all right yeah that's all right i think you i don't think you like dinosaurs i don't like lost i don't like the jurassic world series <laughs> <laughs> it's not about let's get back to the phantom i forgot what we were talking about <laughs> so we we're talking about why it was forgotten and that people don't watch swashbuckler or adventure movies anymore i said all i said i've said all i need to say <laughs> <laughs> i think that's probably why it was forgotten the fact that it didn't do well it's Billy goofy Zane didn't go off and it's not dark. Grow. It's a PG movie, so it's goofy and I light. I was surprised it was PG. They almost murder a kid at the beginning of the film. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the movie, when they go away, they I guess the Phantom hitches a ride on that Nazi sub slash torpedo thing and <laughs> <laughs> whatever. 
and he, they're looking back and they're looking back at the mountain exploding, the volcano exploding, and everyone's obviously clearly dying. The Phantom has this shit eating grin on his face as he's watching the mountain explode and people are dying. It's like, mm, Phantom, come on, Phantom. Really? Really? You're happy with this? They're bad guys and they're the Sing Brotherhood. They're the people that created the Phantom in the first place. He's finally destroyed his enemies. Oh, I guess. Or so. did he? Watch Phantom 2 and 3 coming soon. <laughs> oh, man. The mountain exploding was the worst effect in the movie. <laughs> really? It's just a whole bunch. Of, did you really look at it? It's clearly a whole bunch of cut and paste different effects on top of a matte background that they clearly use like Windows nice. like 3.2 <laughs> <laughs> with a floppiness to put these different effects in there. Nice. All overlaid. It does not look good at all. <laughs> I love the cops, too, who uh, are chasing him in Central Park when he's on the horse. The one he goes right. over the wall. One cop goes, "Where does that go to? Central Park Zoo. You're a New York City cop. You don't know that that's the Central Park Zoo. He doesn't get away from them really well either because he jumps off that, which is a weird stunt. It's like a weird looking stunt. He jumps off the horse and like takes a header into the hill. Oh, he climbs <laughs> over, and then they go in there, and then he hides in the tiger cage. But he can't wait another twenty seconds for the cops to continue <laughs> to go into the." Into the zoo where he tries to get away and they catch him again. They, they, there he is. Like, cut, give it a breast. Wait a minute, Phantom. Maybe the tiger only said, listen, you can, you can chill here for like 20 seconds, but then you got to go. And that was actually the Los Angeles Zoo they used, which they doubled for Central Park. And they actually, I, I, I have this down there because it's, it's pretty impressive. They had to use 50 vintage cars and 400 extras in costumes for that, for that on an LA back. Really? Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. Now, you're doing that now. They're all animated. They're all CGI in the background. Oh, yeah. You have maybe a 30 by 30 foot right. actual square space to play on mm-hmm. and then the rest is all matted in. So I will say that in terms of production value, even though it's $45 million budget, I mean, that's pretty impressive. I mean, maybe it's just cause for inflation. It's probably this probably movie is probably like an $80 million movie now or $100 million. Yeah. I like the rope bridge. <laughs> when they make the kid do it. When they make, yeah. yeah. Who's going to do it? Yeah. He I, almost gets across. I hearkened back to Sorcerer, another episode we did from season one. That's absolutely, that, yeah. But that's, yeah, that's, that's obviously a much better scene. I don't know if the PG rating hurt or, or helped this movie. It probably hurt it more. I think people want, maybe they want a darker Phantom. The Shadow PG-13? Shadow's PG-13. Yeah, maybe this should have been PG-13 then. The Shadow's got, the Shadow kills people. The Shadow, the, the well, Phantom. the Phantom killed people. Mm, I the, thought he almost killed people and then he didn't. Um, I mean, obviously he blows up the mountain, but that's more. Yeah, they're dead. That's more Xander. Uh, whatever. <laughs> oh, <called>. Drax. <laughs> what does he say when he's getting blown up? He's like laughing as he's. Uh, he's uh, getting blown uh, up. I have when he when he's shooting from the skull and he starts leaning forward. I yeah. was just, can you die, please? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what's, 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 <laughs> sounds like he's saying, and then he blows up. <laughs> the nice. whole the whole thing with the Sing Brotherhood just comes out of nowhere at the end, like how oh, we have to put him in there. I know your secret. What is it? That he's from a long line of phantoms, that he's not the only one. Why is that a big deal? I don't know. Yeah. But I just, why even put them in there? Why hint that, okay, they created the phantom. You don't need them in there. Mm -hmm. You kill them right off the bat. And there's a lot of stunts in that scene, particularly. There's a lot of stunts in the movie that look like you're watching uh, Errol Flynn from the 1930s or 40s. I mean, when he goes backwards over the uh, cannon with the gold skull. Right. And when he jumps, when he's, trapped on the water where there's i guess sharks and he goes to swing at him he jumps he grabs that jumps on that chain and pushes off and comes back it's like yep. that's something like i was doing when i was 10 when i'm playing around it is very arrow flynn and probably on purpose I, he's also got that move where he you know shoots people from behind and doesn't look or kick somebody who's yeah. behind him so you're you're saying maybe it was trying to be more 30s serial well it's trying to like hearken to that to kind of give you that idea and that to and but that kind of hurt the movie i think so cuz they don't do it as well as Maybe some other movies do, like like maybe like Shadow does, where mm-hmm. which again they're using more gunplay than anything else. But even in the nineties, even in the mid nineties, fighting had fight scenes and fight choreography had improved since then, yeah. and they're not really doing any favors. I mean, two years after this is Mask of Zorro, where we mentioned the the sword play is fantastic, the swashbuckling is really well done, right? Or Indiana Jones, where the stunts are fantastic, and it's not well. on it's not on set so much. It's out in the open, which maybe helped Mask of Zorro, right? Um, I will say that when we were shooting Save the Forest, which we did in, we shot that in 2003, we were doing basically uh 80s style comedy. We're trying to, and a lot of the 80s style comedies were just, you know, camera still people in the frame, people, the action, there kind of thing. So we were doing, we weren't doing a lot of adventurous filmmaking. We did some dolly shots and stuff like that. And, and 
I would assume, and we were trying for that. Yeah. But much like in the Phantom, you know, what that produces is a movie that's not in its time. Like it's from the 2003. So it doesn't look like that. It looks like the eighties. And you, so you're relying on that movie to be strong. So I'm talking about say the forest. You're relying yeah. on that movie to be funny and strong on the frame so that people will just like the character and like everything that's going on there, but not really be attracted to a filmmaking style. And that's 20 years after, you know, that, that style would have been okay. Like if we shot that movie in the eighties, people would, you know, might've done a little bit better right. and all that stuff. So I'm just trying to, I'm only saying that in relation to the Phantom, they're trying to do something that was for the thirties and maybe it just kind of like hurt it. Cause it's really a nineties movie. Right. You have to blend the two. Cause like the, like the shadow, we mentioned that one of both of our favorite scenes is the scene on the bridge. Mm-hmm. When we first see the shadow do his thing, mm-hmm. you have that 1930s backdrop in the back- background. The bridge set is obviously like an old 1930s set where it's a painted backdrop, but the shots and how it's filmed is still very nineties. Mm-hmm. It's just the set looks like it's the thirties. You need little callbacks, not. Yeah. You need to, things. you need to blend the filmmaking style of the, of the time period you are in with the time period that you were trying to kind of give a reverence. To. Yes. Yeah. You're trying to just kind of like, Hey, a wink and a nod. Yeah. Which is fine. And, and I think the audience can get that if you do it right. And yeah. they'll understand that the audience is smarter than always. Audience is always smarter than you think they are. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's, that's a good, that's, uh, that's a really good point. I think a lot of filmmakers underestimate that and they think they have to spoon feed the audience. You, um, yeah. We mention it all the time when we're watching movies, like, why are you saying this? Don't yeah. say that or don't show this. You don't need show, to show don't it. Show, don't tell. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, you're right. Like, we get it. Mm-hmm, absolutely. All right. Well, I mean, I'm glad that we did this movie. Uh, thanks, John, for suggesting it yeah I, i'm glad i got to oh yeah no, absolutely. absolutely i know it sounded like we were crapping all over it but please that we were but <laughs> it's got a lot of issues but it's still a lot of fun yeah absolutely and it's a movie you don't see a lot nowadays absolutely and we can't we, listen this is about this season's about the audience so that being said next week we are doing the movie clue which uh was suggested excuse me by two people one happened to be my mother uh miss amory field and the other is I don't know if this is his name because I'm going to guess it. Maybe it is or not. But uh, he's from Instagram. Uh, he reached out to us uh, at NSF underscore network. Uh, Alex Biggs Small. But that might not be his name. It might just be having a little fun there. But whatever. <laughs> that's fine. No, we, you know, We'll figure it out. We're going to hopefully get both of them on next week to let us know kind of why they picked it and what they liked about it. I love Clue. I also love Clue. So, you, you, so get ready for me doing a bunch of different lines because I used to have the entire speech down when they shot the chandelier. I knew all that. I knew the entire, entire, entire uh, dialogue. So. I was, I did in high school for scene night. I did the dinner scene. Nice. Well, when what, Wadsworth which, going over everything. Else. Oh, so you were Wadsworth? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The butler is, what do you see? The butler is responsible for the kitchen and dining room and make sure everything's tidy. Yeah. Oz is not to reason with Oz, <laughs> but to do and die. And what do you do, sir? I butler. <laughs> it's just going to be a quote fest. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm already thinking about because. Christopher Lloyd is so he's such he's so he's such an indecent person in this movie. He's just, when he's talking about when she's talking about um how she runs the brothel, he's like, really? <laughs> What's the number? <laughs> I'm gonna go home and sleep with oh, my I wife. Love that. I'm a plant. I thought guys usually like you would call the fruit. Very funny. <laughs> Take them away, Chief. Which one of them did it? All of them did it. But you want to know kill Mr. Body? I did. In the hall with the revolver. All right, Chief. Take him away. I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife. <laughs> It's already begun. (laughs) (laughs) So that's next week. Join us for Clue. Thank John for suggesting the Phantom. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, You can. I was just gonna. gonna I was gonna take it to you. Go ahead. Go for it. Okay. Uh, Check John out at Pine of Comics. Like we said before, you can see him wherever uh, podcasts can be found. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. He's all over the place. They do a really great podcast. They cover everything pop culture. Um, They're mostly comic books, which I assume is why he chose this. Oh yeah. I, I like that he chose something that's basically the first superhero. Yeah. That's uh, a nice segue into his podcast as well. Absolutely. We look forward to working with John again in the future for Forgotten February. Uh, the whole month. 2021. John, the whole month. <laughs> All weeks. I don't. I know this. That's a short month, too. It's a short month. Dang it. We, we that's missed fine. that on the long one. That's fine. All, all month. All month. We should do... We should do four movies, like the same, like a trilogy or a quadrilogy. Ooh. We should do something like that. All right. We'll work on it. I don't know. All month, John. You hear it. Right here. All right. Anyways, <laughs> if you want to, you know, kind of check us out, we have our website, ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com. You can hit us up uh, on a contact form. We will. We still take suggestions, even though this season's all audience suggestions. We do pop them into the other seasons when we so we do take them. 
And if you just want to reach out and just kind of say, hey, what's going on? And, you know, all that fun stuff, please, please do. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Forgotten Cinema. Look for the big purple album art with the swooshes, the purple swooshes and our names and Forgotten Cinema. Can't miss it. Can't miss it. All right. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. I am Mike Field. I am Mike Butler. And this has been Forgotten Cinema. Wearing this hood, I'm taking it off for the wife. Who'd win a fight, Shadow or Phantom? Junk. Who'd win a fight, Shadow or Phantom? Shadow. He'd just shoot him. He'd just shoot him. And he wouldn't. He wouldn't shoot the gun out of his hand. The Phantom would try to bounce off a wall, and then like you know, the Shadow would just turn invisible, come up from behind him, and break his neck. Nice. Or they'd make out. Whatever one. I like the way you fight evil. I like the way you fight evil. Would you sword fight? Would, <laughs> would you like my signet ring? <laughs> would you like my my signet? other ring that I don't know what it's called? Are we married now? You know it. <laughs> 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 All right, that's. It. <laughs>